That was better than the last episode. <laughs> yes. By far. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the last episode, we were drinking rosé, and we're continuing to have rosé yeah. all day. Yep. Exactly. So, what has happened between the last episode and this episode? 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're not released 24 hours apart, unfortunately. No. So, if we run out of things to talk about, there's your reason why. Yep. But... It'd be a short one. We uh, have a, made plans for the weekend, so I don't know when we're going to have time otherwise to make an episode. Mm-hmm. So, this is just in preparation for... What's coming up? Prosecco day. Prosecco week. Week? Oh. Yeah, it gets a whole week. Wow. Um, okay. Because the Italians really know how to celebrate and have a party. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and yet, we're here not drinking Prosecco. Well, you know, we're because having... I, because I was told I can't theme everything. Well, this is a day after we had the last episode, and we still have amazing rosé left. So, kind of feels like a travesty to waste good rosé um, and opening up a bottle of Prosecco. You gotta have it. Because the bubbles are gone. You want to remind the people what our rosé is? It is from Sokol Blosser. Yep. And it is awesome. 2022 so. deliciousness. Still just as good the next day. Yep. So definitely holds up if you're only two people and you need to kill a bottle over the course of two days. More responsibly, <laughs> you can. Yep. Um... Uh, so, where is Prosecco? Do you know? Italy. <laughs> where in Italy? The Prosecco region of Italy. Wow, congratulations. You've deduced a very... That's like a fourth grade answer, like a write-in answer. But you're not <laughs> going to get any points for it. You might, like, get quarter point. Uh-huh. Um, do you know what region of Italy? Like, actually, like, north, south, east, west... Northwest. I'm gonna go with. Come on, you don't have all day. Northeast. Northeast. You are correct. Oh my god. It's north of Venice. I was gonna say Venice. Yeah. Sounds like a party town, so of course they'd have the the bubbles. Venice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wow, you can only party so much until you fall into a canal. We did have prosecco recently. We did. And it was... It took me back to my college party days. What was your experience with Prosecco? Please expand. Because <laughs> I remember this. I remember you telling me you were drinking tons of Prosecco while halfway around the world. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I was in Germany on a British military base. And so the alcohol was subsidized by the British people. Which then passed along a $3 bottle of Prosecco to us mm-hmm. whenever we wanted it. And dollar shots, 50 cent beers. Um, and uh, we had in the mess with all of the officers, we did the mess Olympics. Where uh-huh. we rode bikes inside and like hardcore floors lava. Yeah. And if you lost, you had to chug. Prosecco. Yeah. Is... Which sounds like a belching nightmare. <laughs> yeah, and then 
I don't know if it was that same time or if it was another time when we had a wild night of $3 bottles of Prosecco. Uh-huh. We, a few of us, went to some guy's thing because he was going to make us eggs. Uh-huh. And he brought out his katana and we played real life Fruit Ninja. With... Wasted. All sorts of with fruits and te- uh, well, avocado. Yeah. So avocados. That's a fruit. And oranges and apples and... He was just throwing fruit at us, and we just got to slice it with the katana. Yeah, I just moved out to hang out, and then you go out to Germany, and you're like, hey, I'm having fun with a bunch of military brats and people. Oh, they were all dicks. Oh, They were yeah. terrible, but it was a lot of fun, because when else are you going to have dollar shots and three dollar bottles of prosecco and get to slice fruit with an actual katana that My this guy just has above his door in his uh thing place room yeah and uh uh-huh you you were also telling me about 50 cent like vodka sprites Mm -hmm. that you'd have in the morning no oh wait no you weren't not in the morning oh darn see you could have been more party i had to go to work uh who cares the bar wasn't open until after lunch oh (laughs) we held back the liquor until after 11 a.m the grits party Oh my god. Yeah. But they don't want anything with flavor, so they have mushy peas. Uh, I don't think we ever had mushy peas as an option. Wait, really? No. We had the, we had these potato things that were like, they looked like tater tots, but they weren't, you know how tater tots are kind of just like little chunks of potatoes? Yeah. Right? Like grated potatoes almost? Yeah. They had it, it looked like a tater tot on the outside, but the inside was mashed potato. Huh. And the first time I bit into one of those, I was, like, very confused and annoyed and alarmed all at the same time. That is not the texture you it want. It was not the texture, because it's really crunchy on the outside, but then it's just smush in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it was not what I wanted, and it does not go with ketchup anymore. And it was just, <laughs> it was not it. But then, once I realized what it was, they were actually really good. Yeah. But you just don't dip them in ketchup. Brits... British food and texture and flavor are all but their breakfast mushy and bland. But their breakfasts that is, are top notch. That is the best breakfast of my six weeks of amazing breakfast. And tea. Hmm. Coffee, their coffee was good. You're not a breakfast person. Yeah, but I had to eat breakfast that summer because when we were doing our thing. Like, you don't get lunch until later. Like, you, I'm up at 6 a.m. I have to eat breakfast. Otherwise, I'm not getting food until 1 o'clock. Yeah. So, I had to force myself to eat breakfast all summer. That is a bit of a nightmare. And then dinner wasn't till, you know, 6.30, 7 or whatever. Jesus. I forget how much Regimented of a... Regimented our summers were when we were doing that. And it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But you got to travel on the weekends. We did. We did a lot of traveling. You you absolutely do. Yeah. So that was your introduction to Prosecco. Uh Uh-huh. My introduction was it's cheap and it's mediocre. Yeah. Um, Which is one way of being introduced. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts were, well, isn't isn't champagne champagne? the thing that you want? They're totally different things. Yeah. They're not even the same. They The only similarity is they have bubbles. Yeah. And they are wine. They're d- definitely different flavors. They are sparkling wine, and that's the only similarity. Mm-hmm. 
does not mean Prosecco is a bad thing. No, I like Prosecco. And I we had it plain on its own recently. And my goodness, Prosecco. Just drinking Prosecco. And we it's didn't, good. We didn't even get like a like niche Prosecco. Prosecco. We got like the Lamarca ones. The uh-huh. blue bottle that is what I drank in Germany. Yeah. And it was just like that was... There's nothing special about it. No, it's the like... Budweiser of Prosecco brands. But it, I'll be damned if it's not the one of the easier... Why it was easy to get subsidized by the British taxpayers. Yeah, that, it's good <laughs> stuff. It's crisp. It's acidic. Mm-hmm. It's got the bubbles, which make it fun. Yeah. And it has all the, like, you know, place. It's Italian wine. We love Italy. We do love Italy. And Italian sparkling wine... Hell yeah, absolutely. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Not It is not the same as champagne. It doesn't go with the same things that champagne goes with. No. But I think it deserves a week, but champagne also deserves a week. Let's give them both. If Prosecco the... gets a week, champagne should have two weeks. Okay, let's be fair. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not about to anger some Italians or Norwegians that may have Italian heritage. Oh yeah, our Norwegian friends. <laughs> um, Will Farrell. So I just I wanna put it out there that I really respect Italy. We have a lot of history with Italy. Uh we might go into that at some point, but uh love Italy. Yeah. So here's some notes I wanted to provide If you don't know Prosecco, if you haven't had it on its own, if you've only had it in mixed drinks, i.e. Spritzers, spritzers, which is huge in Italy, or in mimosas, which is huge everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is what you could expect when you have it on its own. It's bright, crisp fruit flavors influenced by the grape varieties used. Whereas champagne, if you have experience with that, it displays more yeasty, biscuity, like bready notes. From the yeast. From the yeast, because it's on the lees. Um, it's not aged like that. It's not created like that in Prosecco. Um, during the bottle aging in Champagne, they do have that note that comes out. Hmm. Um Prosecco is not sweet, necessarily. There are sweet versions of Prosecco. Yeah. Um, most of it is dry. Now, what you get exported to your country, your region, your state, what you've had in the past, if you want dry sparkling wine, and I'll say this with champagne or any other variety of sparkling wine, you want brut or extra brut. B-R-U-T. If you get dry, it is not dry. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes no darn sense. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prosecco gets its bubbles through a sec. This is how Prosecco gets fermented. And this is how it gets its second fermentation. They age it in steel tanks instead of in the bottle. Mm. So. That's a little bit about Prosecco. Wow. <laughs> I've been educated. You have been educated. How do you feel? I'm so educated. Do you have a quiz for me? Yeah. Do you want to see you, if I know my things? Is yours done? Yeah. Okay. 
I've got a uh, back to our wine spectator. What am I tasting quizzes? Uh, you're gonna get a tasting note, and you're gonna choose the stuff. So you ready? So what? I've picked a white because of Prosecco week, though they didn't have a bubbly one. Oh, so you already know what the grape is? No. Oh, okay. We've been through this. Remember, it like doesn't do anything until you pick it. Oh, okay. Okay, here's your tasting note. Okay. Racy and bright with chewy green plum and thyme shot through with lemon-edged acidity and a laser beam of saline. Bristling with steely acidity and minerals, this is a linear, focused wine that's still tightly coiled and compact. Interesting. So, I got nothing. (laughs) You don't want to... Take a guess on a grape, or do you want your... Muscadine. Choices? That's not one. <laughs> um, Caracante. That's also not on there. Okay, here's your choices. You ready? Yep. Chardonnay. Okay. Chenin Blanc. Okay. Gewürztraminer. Uh, I'm going to rule that one out. Grenache Blanc or Sauvignon Blanc. See, Sauvignon Blanc could be it. Um, let's go through the notes again. Can I read that? Um, while you read it again. Uh, racy and bright with chewy green plum and thyme shot through with lemon edged acidity and a laser beam of saline. Bristling with steely acidity and minerals, this is a linear focused wine that's still tightly coiled and compact. I'm, with the lemony and thyme, I don't. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with Sauvignon Blanc. Um, right. Let's see. It doesn't tell you whether it's... Oh, yeah, you just choose yeah, it. Yeah, you just choose it and go through the rest. Okay. Country or region of origin? Guess first. Uh, I'm going to have to go with New Zealand. Not on here. Wow. California, uh-huh. France, uh-huh. Germany, uh-huh. Italy, Spain. Uh, just big five. Crap. I'm going to go... <laughs> France. France? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to go with USA. USA. California? Yeah. Okay. The Appalachian. The Appalachian. Uh, what are, I'm going to go with Chablis. Uh, not on here. Okay. Alsace. Uh-huh. Mendocino. Uh-huh. The Mosul. Uh-huh. Sancerre. Oh, no. Tora. Or Umbria. Uh, Sancerre. Okay. Which means I'm just peppering this entire (laughs) quiz. Yeah. Okay, age. One to two, three to five, six to nine, or ten or older. I'm going to go with the youngest answer on that entire list. One to two? Tightly coiled. Yeah, give it to me. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three out of four. Wow. Let's see. I must have gotten okay, so it was everything one, but California. France. It one was, to two years old from Sancerre. It's from France. Dang it. it was a Sauvignon Blanc. Are you kidding me? I should have gone back and just changed my ca- uh, California to You France. said France. I know. You and then I went with. You changed your mind. I did. I could have been acing that quiz. Ugh. Ugh. Is exactly right. That's freaking brutal. <laughs> I hate getting so darn close. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. See, that's the difference. I Sometimes I'll talk myself out of question answers to questions. Yeah, stop and then that. That's test-taking 101. Yeah, and, and I I am 
definitely just as prone as anyone to make that same darn mistake. Um, I'll let you try and see if you can find another quiz for us to take, but I have some news for you. Oh, okay. Uh, some Prosecco news. While our cat decides <laughs> to try and attack a thing What's underneath this? the door. I think you're going you to have to... put that bag in there, and oh, then no. the handle is poking out. Yeah, she finds anything that w- is a potential thing to attack, and she will destroy. She has she only has... one mode. She... Destroy. She She's never created anything in her life, aside from chaos. She's kind of cute, though. She's very cute. In fact, she's on her Instagram. Yeah, so. you can go check her out. Porch Pounders Podcast. Uh-huh. And she's been accused of being a little model. Yes. One of the wineries said Not that the first time. quite the model. It's her nose, man. She's got the best little nose. It's sad from when it's burned. Well... She does get her nose into things that she shouldn't. You know, we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about that. Oh, no, Um, she was called a photogenic lady. A photogenic lady. By Suckle Blosser. Wow! Hey, shout out. Good! Woo! So, Prosecco has gotten itself... Well, no, not Prosecco has gotten itself, but Paris Hilton, she's decided to just play with the door. I'm going to put a pillow in front of it. I'm listening. Fair enough. I'm listening. Uh, Paris Hilton is facing off, squaring off against Prosecco, the region of France that is... Not France. Jesus Christ, I'm going to cause a domestic issue. Just a domestic. (laughs) It's it's gone domestic. (laughs) It's actually gone international, really. Yeah. Um, Prosecco, Italy. Uh So... She has her own uh, brand of sparkling wine, which she calls Rich. I I think I knew that. R-I-C-H, all capitals. And then she calls it Prosecco. Rich Prosecco. And it doesn't come from... it's not from Italy. It does not come from Prosecco. Do they have those laws, though? Is it like champagne? That it can't be called champagne unless it comes from champagne? Currently, they do not, oh. but they're trying to fight for that protection. So they're okay. doing some legal battles over it. Um, so what is happening is she produces this sparkling wine in Australia, of all places. So Paris Hilton, if you didn't know, is a... Uh, American movie star, actor. Movie star? She's an heiress to the Hilton Hotel fortune. Right, but she's been in... She's a reality TV star. Oh, I thought she was in movies. Who was it? What? Paris Hilton? I thought she was... The little chihuahua and the blonde hair. Is she in Beverly Hill Chihuahua? Maybe, but I, no, she's an heiress. That's not what she's she's known an for. heiress and she's a reality TV star and now she DJs. Oh. And oh. she had a baby. Okay. And she's married and her ring is bigger than my head. That sounds difficult to wield. Yeah. Um, but 
Italy not pleased with Paris Hilton and her decision to I don't I doubt she was actually involved in actually naming it. Mm-hmm. Because if it was her, she'd probably want it'd be rich champagne. But mm-hmm. that would be immediately out unless it was coming from champagne. Um the Italian Prosecco producers have started to establish new rules to protect the integrity of Prosecco. Has not been fully established like Champagne has yet. Um, but Australian winemakers, apparently, this isn't the only place in Australia that have has been producing sparkling wine mm-hmm. labeled as Prosecco because they use the same grapes that they use in Prosecco. Right. They use Glera, uh, Verdiso... And a bunch of other ones that no one really knows how to pronounce unless you're from Italy. So I'm not even going to try and butcher it. Uh, But they've been doing this since 2001, and they want to continue using the term Prosecco to describe their sparkling wine. Uh But it's not coming from Prosecco! Right. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can use the champagne style of winemaking, but you can't call it champagne because it doesn't come from champagne unless it's produced in champagne. Right. I mean, if you were in France and you were a wine producer in the Rhone Valley, you wouldn't create a sparkling white wine and call it champagne. No, it's disrespectful to your own region. Yeah. It's like, ugh, it's kind of annoying. So I'm clearly on Italy's side. If you're going to make Prosecco, make it in Italy. In Prosecco. Or just call it sparkling wine inspired by Italian wine. People that like wine, people that want good sparkling wine, will find you. And in fact, if you're going to make an expensive bottle of sparkling wine, wouldn't you want to go for the big name champagne and do champagne style? uh, Whatever the name for it is. Champagne. What is it? What? What is it called? Champagne. Champagne. Yeah, that. I can't pronounce things. If anyone hasn't already been able to figure that out. Um, anyways, the apparently the value of sales in U.S. In, do you know how much they're selling in Australian, like, currency? Paris Hilton's Prosecco? No, just Prosecco in Australia's wine industry. That's just... Like a percentage or... How much in dollars? Like, in Australian dollars. 20 million. Times that by 10. Really? 200 million Australian dollars. Are there 200 million people in Australia? (laughs) You better Google that quick. I don't know what the population of Australia is. I mean, I think it's more than that. Population of Australia. Although, now that I think about it, maybe they don't. Uh, 25.69 million people. Okay. Wow. Way... Wow. So, that is way... How how many times have you seen a sparkling uh, Australian wine? Never. Not so, once in my life. Apparently not exported to the U.S. very often. So, although most sparkling wines that we see here are not... I bet we could find it. I... Oh yeah, it's we know probably places. there, but we, we just why would we? Why would we? We seek don't that go out? to the Australian section of the wine. I would be really disappointed to buy a bottle of prosecco only to find out that it was prosecco made in Australia. I guess I always just assumed that prosecco was a thing like champagne that it has to be from the place and that's why it's 
I think that's what Italy is trying to do, though. Yeah. They're trying to protect it and defend the the name so that it does Mm. become a respected wine region for the style. Right. It's huge. They produce enough for the world to enjoy it and increase the value. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday with... uh, Bordeaux. Bordeaux, with um, the the cheaper wines in France where it's good wine. Mm Mm-hmm. But it has a reputation for being cheap. Right. Even though it's high quality. Right. So maybe it deserves a little bit more recognition and a little bit, command a little bit higher price. Mm-hmm. Would I buy Prosecco for 20 to 25 $30 for the same? I mean, we're buying it for $15, but I think it punches way above that weight. Yeah. It's worth 25 to $30. Yeah, although I'm not going to complain about only spending three dollars. Absolutely on it. not. No. I love some uh, um, subsidized value wine. <laughs> I'm I'm always here for, but get what you're worth. Is I absolutely. If there if there's people out there willing to buy it, if it is high quality, I think that they should be able to sell it for what it's worth. Good stuff. Yeah. Also, Paris Hilton. She can take the lawsuit. Yeah, absolutely. Like she's got enough money. Uh, I'm all for. Apparently, in this in this news article that I read, um, she's putting advertisements up in Italy where she's like mm. covered in gold body paint, oh, no. drinking her prosecco. Mm. And I, I that's what the news article seemed to allude to. I feel like Paris Hilton used to be this like figure that was like kind of controversial oh yeah like kind of just like mm, isn't she her and then she kind of went away for a while and she got kind of wholesome because she got engaged and then she Uh had this baby and then now it's like oh maybe she got a little too comfortable and it's starting to slip up again Mm. like you kind of just forgot about her for a while and now she's like back and she's just as controversial as See, ever. Yeah. It's like, maybe we should go back to when you just, like, just did your own thing. Just stay over, stay over there. I think about a year and a half ago, she was also on, like, Jimmy Fallon, pushing, like, her, one of her bored apes. And that's aged really well. Her what? She had a, she bought a bored ape. and It's one of those, uh. Like a, a, a monkey that it doesn't have anything to do? Yeah. It... Okay, uh, <laughs> apparently you didn't pay attention to the crypto and the oh, the NFTs. Okay. okay. Oh. So I, they were huge all over the place, but the one she that Justin Bieber was doing that's Bieber, like that monkey with the LeBron like did it cartoon monkey. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was just on Jimmy Fallon trying to push a board okay, ape. And... Everyone was like on oh, the yeah. crypto thing. But her push was the cringiest push. Well, yeah. Because it is... Cause she doesn't need any of that money. And she's cringy. She's so cringy. You know what the... She's a DJ. I can't she imagine. She DJs. Does she, though? She DJs. Does she actually... She puts on a Spotify playlist yeah. with big headphones. Uh-huh. That, I, I would love to do that and call myself a DJ. <laughs> I honestly still, to this day, think of DJing as you have to be able to spin discs. My brother does that. Yeah. And that's a skill. Mm-hmm. That's talent. Mm-hmm. And it's either spinning discs or being able to uh, do the the with the like the pads the stuff. Yeah, that's a skill. 
that's hard. That stuff is so cool. But it's really cool when it's done right. Yeah. I don't want to hear someone call themselves a DJ because they fade tracks in and out. Right. Stop just, it. I can do that. Push yeah. the little slider up and down. Absolutely. I can do that. I can push the nee, 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 button. <laughs> I it's it's insane. Like I got this. I can DJ a high school prom. I think anything that Paris Hilton has done has in- instantly devalued that entire field. She, yeah, I don't know. And I don't blame Italians for thinking, uh... Yeah, she probably shouldn't have called it Persephone. Just call it Sparkling Wine. Yeah. Like, I think Sparkling Wine, just as a title, has this, like, bad connotation to it. That it's, like, inferior. But, like, it's the exact same thing oftentimes. It is what it is. the Champagne or as the Prosecco or whatever. Like, it's the same thing. It is. It's just... They can't call it that. It's a sparkling wine of that grape. Yeah, and I love that. I prefer single grape things. And that's what the Italians are arguing here, is they want them to label it as a sparkling galera, mm. or whatever wines, right. you know, mix that they use. I'm kind of on Italy's side. Actually, it's not I'm, unreasonable. I'm very on Italy's side. New Zealand is also on Italy's side. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Which has to be one of the big big consumers of mm. Australian sparkling oh yeah quote unquote prosecco oh yeah cuz by proximity it's got to be cheaper it's to import the place that they could ship the most stuff to quickly and Australia and makes cheap wine yeah yellowtail ooh mm. yeah yellowtail has its place it it, not in my wine shelf. <laughs> no, not on the shelf. Not but in like my... mixed into something as a wine cocktail or sure frozen or uh, I'm I don't with those mixes that we get sometimes. I will say that that's one thing I don't do is wine cocktails. Aside from mimosas and spritzers, those are wine cocktails. I do those. I I don't. I'm not sangria, a huge fan of sangria wine is... cocktail. Sangria is and my. I make a that's my jam. Dang good sangria. Yeah, but it's not just wine. <laughs> no, that's it's a not, shit ton of rum. There's a secret to that. Rum. 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 White rum. White rum. A little off book. My sangria is very off book. Like I looked up a recipe and I was like, eh, okay. And then I did the recipe and I was like, this is not good enough. And then I just went totally off book and put whatever the fuck I wanted into it, and it was so much better. Yeah, but getting back to prosecco. Aperol spritzers. Mm. Big, big, big thing in Italy. That is, you want to be an Instagram girl? Uh Uh-huh. You're ordering an Aperol spritz. And I did it once. They're good, but not, they don't, I think the hype's a little too much on those. Yeah. Also, because you get it in these big, bold glasses. You do. And then you get this big, long straw. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because you can't get it on your teeth. And I just, like, keep stabbing myself with this giant straw. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And Aperol's a little bitter, and I don't particularly enjoy bitter drinks. Well, it's supposed to balance out the sweetness, the fruitiness, the acid of maybe, Prosecco. Maybe the ones I had just weren't the best ones Probably. in the entire country, but the ones I had were just slightly too bitter for my tastes. I feel like we should go to, to Italy again Italy yes. and go to Prosecco mm-hmm. and do everything Prosecco. Absolutely. Have sweet dessert-style Prosecco, have the dry stuff. Have it with food, uh, because Italian wine and mm. pairing that with food, they know how to do that. They 
It's like in their blood. It is. I swear. So good. You don't have to convince me to go to Italy. Uh, That's just... I'm... Yes. uh, Whoever wants to fly us out. Will Ferrell? Yeah. To Norway? And then we'll uh, make a quick stop in Italy. (laughs) Does Norway make any wine? I'm very curious. I got you. Does Norway make any wine? We're going to have to have, at some point, a full-on Norway episode. We will. And it's going to have to be around spirits, because I know they go hard in um, certain types of spirits. But do they make any any styles of wine? Because they have the cliffs. They have the... I don't know if they have the, the soil, though, because it'd be, like, really rocky terrain, I would assume. I have no idea, though. It, it, they have the northernmost vineyard in the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Finland has the northernmost McDonald's, I found out recently. Stop it! I'm not kidding. But Finland isn't a real place. That's true. So that's not even a real McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Um, The northernmost vineyard. What do they they grow there? I'm looking. Give me a second. It cannot be vinifera, which is... They have 10 hectares. Okay, that's big. 50,000 vines. That's really big. Uh, The guy's name is Eric. (laughs) Of, of course it is. it is. Well, he's not the owner. He's the president of the Norwegian Wine Growers Association. I wish it was Oh, Will. and founder of the estate. Okay, so it is his. I wish 58th it was. 58th parallel. 58th parallel. That's really far north. Mm-hmm. Because um, they have sheep and bees also on this farm. That's awesome. Started in 2012. Okay. 400 vines of Solaris in white. And 400 of Rondo in red, to which he will later add a few vines of Cabernet Cortis in red. Okay. Average annual temperature of 8 degrees Celsius. Average temperature? Yeah. Averages of 1 degree Celsius in February and 16 degrees Celsius in July. It's not very warm. Oh my god. That is... The major challenge for the vines remains frost. Yeah. Obviously. No kidding. Majority of the Norwegian vineyard is planted with grapes resistant to cold and humidity and disease. That's the way it has to be in a place like that. It's got to be close to the coast to moderate the temperature. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume. Maybe not the coast. Um, Maybe inland a little bit. Here's one in Oslo. Okay. The Solaris, Rondo, Bolero, and Leon Melo. Hmm. Sits majestic, it majestically faces the Oslo Fjord. That's... We almost went to Oslo. I went to Oslo. Well, I went to the airport. Yeah. We almost went to Oslo. Excellent airport. And we almost went in March this year. We almost went to a lot of places because we were literally just looking for the cheapest flight to Europe. Oslo was slightly more expensive than Paris. And And it would have been more expensive to stay there. Would have been more expensive to stay there. Which is why we ended up in Paris. But now we know we should have gone to Oslo. I'd go. Absolutely. Not in the winter. But shoulder season? I'd go late spring, early fall. Yeah. Summer would probably be crazy. I can only imagine that summer would be really, really busy in a place like that. It would probably be so pretty. Yeah. I think that fall would be... It's not going to get, like, dry. Right. Like, here. Like, you come in the summer and everything's just kind of brown. 
Yeah. Like in August. Like all of the water is gone and it's just kind of brown. I feel like it would be a modernized, industrialized Alaska. Like Maybe. A civilized Alaska. A civilized Alaska. Because we both know Alaska we, is we not civilized. We almost went to Alaska too, though. Yeah, but we know people that have know lived people and in lived Alaska. in yeah. Alaska, and it is not a civilized place. That's not where I want to go. Um, I'll go there once. I will go there to once. To see the people that are there. Uh-huh. But Before they move to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> Which also... And then I'll go see them in Portugal, Definitely going to go to... Absolutely. I want to go to Portugal. That is a place that's definitely on our list. That was not on the list of places that we were going to be able to afford in March. No. Which is really expensive to go there. I can't believe that. Although flights just recently have just been insane. I know. And that's super lame. It's so unfortunate. Because they were super low for a long time. And then it's like, oh, we're ready for another trip. They've doubled. And you know that for a U.S. traveler going to Portugal, it's reasonable we're gonna put so much prices money in when there. you're there. Right. But, and we're going to spend money. Oh, yeah. Like, American travelers going to places like that, we're going to put money into that economy. So you would think they would want to get us there. I want the seafood. I want the Oh, my God. I'm having three, full, three full meals a day with a cocktail at each one. Like I, I am, want the port. I am here. Not for the port. No. For the other stuff. Yeah. The olive oil and the That's not a place for olive oil. Portugal. That's literally why they're moving to Portugal. Really? To do olives. Oh, I guess I think of olive oil as like a Mediterranean thing. It's kind of Mediterranean. Yeah, it's I guess it's it closer is, than I think of. It's, it's Atlantic though. It's the Atlantic coast. Okay, but it's, it's like on the thing. Cooler. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's basically on the equator. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Italy. It's like as down as that is. Yeah, but it gets the Atlantic br- sea breeze. I don't know. Okay. Uh, That's literally why they're thinking of going there. I guess the now that I think about it, Greece does a lot of olive production and That's they get cold too. That's literally what Greece is known for. Oh, yeah. Greece olives. is amazing. We looked at that too. We did. That one was up there. That, that one was, was a possibility. Really up there. But that's also one that's expensive once you're there. That one is, yes, because we were looking at going to Santorini. Well, yeah, because if I'm going to go to Greece, I want to go to the, to Greece. You want to go to I the, want people to know that I went to Greece. You want to go to the Instagram island and you want the blue domes. Yeah. Which and the, I'm not even sorry about it because the, when I go to a place the first time, I need to do the touristy things, and then those we go blue back. Domes I know I'm sure it's super disappointing. Are almost nowhere. <laughs> I'm sure they're only in one small area and of the don't entire. Don't people island. like line up for like hours before sunrise, yep. so that they can take the picture in front of them when the sun comes up? And if you want to take a picture without any people in it, you have to Photoshop the crap out of it, yeah. or you show up when it's cold and miserable. Yeah. You go in the middle of winter, mm-hmm. which I'm down for. Greece in the middle of winter is still better than... Than here in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So... Yeah. No, it would, it would be cool to go to like a really touristy place in a really off season. I had a great time when I went in March, early March, to Greece several like years 20... ago. 20... 13? 13? 14? 14. I'm going to go with Some, 14. Yeah, because yeah. then we went to Italy yep. 2015. Yeah. Yep. 2014 went to Greece, and it was 
actually awesome. I would like to go to Greece. Turkey someday. is cool, but I wouldn't go there. We almost currently. went to Croatia. Wasn't Croatia one on our list? It was up there. Because that one's cheap to be there. Not so much to get there, but to be there. Uh, and apparently the wine there, the wine scene yeah. in Croatia is awesome. Yeah. I think that that would be a cool one at some point. We, I've shown you some of his stuff and he's out, he's a big influencer on YouTube and on Vivino. No, is that right? Vivino. Yeah. Uh, Horky. He wrote a whole book on Croatian wine. Okay. Which... It's hilarious to hear someone that's a big advocate for a totally off the wall, but like big into Georgia wines, which is cool because they are big amphoras. Ooh, yeah. Which we are a big fan of. We're going to... Going there on Sunday. We're going to an amphora wine production. We get to see the whole thing. We're doing like the behind the scenes tour. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so we'll report back on that we will. if we have time on Sunday or we'll have to take notes and then record an episode sometime next week. Yeah. But that one is... An, That'll uh, be fun. Wait to hear more on that. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. <laughs> but, I know we're, you're on the edge of your seats. <laughs> um, in Georgia, those are buried under the ground, though. Oh. So... They use those to moderate the temperature when they're mm-hmm. fermenting and aging the wines. So they'll sit there underground for however long they do. And I watched a video of this old man that just creates these big Georgian clay pots. Mm-hmm. They call them uh, quaveries. Mm. And it was like a whole process. And he's just like taking like three foot long sections of... Uh, four to six inches thick of clay and just throwing it over his shoulder and just layering it on top of the pot for probably a couple of days, like forming each pot. And then he takes like, I think he had like six or eight pots that he put into a big uh, stone shed. Mm -hmm. And then they stacked bricks. They laid bricks in front of it where they, you know, put all these Quaveries in to be, uh, what is it called? Heated? Fired. Cooked? Fired. Fire them. Yeah. In, in a kiln. In a kiln. But it's a shed. It's a house. Yeah. For big clay pots to be yeah. fired. Yeah. Um, and then stacks bricks, does masonry to keep block the them in, in, keep the heat in. Huh. And then for three or four days, just puts logs and fire and keeps it heated for days on end i mean it's super hot in there oh yeah those are so hot and it's such a like there's such a risk of things breaking like if there's a single bubble in Mm -hmm. your clay it's gonna pop when Mm -hmm. it gets fired and then your whole thing is ruined it's crazy when he was putting the pots in there it was like he'd take a bunch of rocks that he has saved from prior firings mm. and he's just wedging them underneath just like slapping them in yeah and i'm like oh my it was so stressful for me to watch yeah and then when they're done they take all the brick away slowly but surely and then they take the pots out and they just roll them down a hill yeah they just they're big thick yeah, they're they're, pretty heavy duty yeah and they're just rolling them around tossing them around i'm like oh my goodness and then cleaning them 
getting them ready for wine production, and then they're ready to go. Yeah. It's incredible. And then they have these houses that they bury them, and then they lay the floor, and there's brick and masonry around them, and then they just put a glass plate over the top to seal them off, and then they'll go in on a daily basis, punch the the top of it down, because they, they age it all on the skin and everything. They just mm-hmm. toss it all in. And they just punch it down, and then when they're done and ready, they take a big pump, toss it down in there, and then pump it through, and mm-hmm. it's really, really cool. I'll have to show you that video sometime, but mm-hmm. it's one of the coolest, coolest ways of producing wine. And it feels new world and old world, like really old world at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love the production of wine out here, but it feels like a... Production? <sighs> production. When I watched the video of them making it in Georgia, I'm like, that feels like just... The roots of winemaking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seemed really fun. And I wanted to try some of that. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, it just feels more raw. Yeah. And I don't know. That gets me, that gets me going. So Sunday, we're going and doing that, which I'm... I guess we're releasing this episode probably on Sunday. So today, <laughs> sometime next this week, you'll hear about our experience. Uh huh. I'm excited about it. It'll be good. Very much so. Yeah. We're also we... pr- putting on a wine production tomorrow, uh, Saturday, the day before, where we're creating meals and experiences around wine for a friend that's coming over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which I'm kind of excited for, too. Yeah. I'm excited to grill and pair some grilling with some epic wines and finally break it. We have so much wine, Mm -hmm. we need to break some bottles open. So this is like our excuse to just raid the cellar and open some things and make some space for some purchases that we made. That we're going to make tomorrow. Uh, Not tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) Today. (laughs) Uh... But thank goodness for for the weekends. Yeah, I needed this weekend. And welcome to summer. Almost. Very close. I would call it summer, but I don't uh, get... You don't get to decide. It starts in a week. Mm-hmm. A week from now is summer. A week from now. Here's, cheers to summer. 